I just want to encourage you to warn you this morning that everything I say is profound. I'm going to set that up just so you know. So just write it all down. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Uh, we thank you for the privilege to be here. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are aware of every need in this house, every circumstance, and that you are on on it. You are on task. You are working. Help us be sensitive to your working this morning and help us to open our hearts to your word. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. If you confess the name of Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are marked. You are marked for this family. You are marked for his family. You are marked as his family. You are marked for honor. Honor is what I'm talking about this morning. Very important message. I think it's a message that's overlooked in the church. I think it's a message that's timely for our church. So I really want you to open your heart to this thought, this, this theme as it, as it opens up to us this morning. And I'm going to start in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. I just want you to listen to the language of this scripture when you talk about honor. Because this is really God through one of his apostles talking about the church. Anybody here belong to the church? Amen. Okay, so this is for you. It says you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. So, I mean, this, I, this is almost like something I could just look at my wife and do this. You, know? you are a chosen woman, a holy woman, my most prized possession. Actually, I, I mean that, actually, honey. Amen? But that's kind of the theme. That's kind of the thought of the scripture, the spirit of this thing. So I really want you to get this. A chosen people, a, a God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once, listen, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And then there's an exhortation, dear friends, because of this, I urge you as foreigners and aliens or exiles to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. And here we go. Live such good lives among the pagans, the unbelievers, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. That's a heavy, weighty word. See, our lives are marked and equipped to carry the glory of God. We are called to be different, to live such good lives in a dark culture. How many of you notice the culture is dark? How many of you are starting to perceive maybe that the culture is getting darker? But the mandate for the church does not change because the culture is growing darker. We should be growing lighter and we should be going brighter, amen? So. 
You're to live such good lives in a dark culture that the world is captivated by God's glory upon us. And, and that's kind of what's doing, what this is all about, what's moving, what's going what's to make this happen. But this will never happen. And I hate to even use that word. Never. This will never happen until we understand the priority of honor in the family. How many know we're family? Reality is you're stuck with me for eternity. I mean, that's, I mean, a couple days, that's one thing, man, but eternity, okay? So it's just, hey, it's just the fact. I believe it that much, okay? So we're stuck with each other for eternity. Lord, I hope a few things get worked out in you before we get there because this is good. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But, but this honor in the family is, is, is imperative for us to be the witness to the world that God has called us to be, and it's something that God is very serious about, honor. As believers in our Lord Jesus Christ, we are his children. We are the family of God, sons and daughters of the Most High God. And for the family to bear witness of God's presence and to be edified and build up as it should be, there must be honor in the family. There must be honor in the house of God. Okay, so... Let me start off by giving you some definitions about, of honor and dishonor. Okay, one for dishonor, one for honor. Two definitions, okay? First one, dishonor. The word is atimos, atimos. And it means to dishonor or treat as common or ordinary, Dishonor treats as common. It tears down. It, it belittles. It criticizes. It devalues. It assumes the worst. Have you ever been guilty of dishonoring somebody? Have you ever been guilty of dishonoring somebody in the church? Have you ever been guilty of dishonoring your spiritual leaders, your wife? Have you ever been guilty of dishonoring your wife or dishonoring your husband, who are two people, if they're in this house this morning, have been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ, and they are extremely valuable, extremely precious, extremely important, and never should be dishonored by you or by me. Calm down, Pastor. Dishonor, atimos. To dishonor or treat as common or ordinary. To miss the value. Honor. Get on a good one here. Time is the word, but it's pronounced tima. Spelled time, pronounced tima. So from now on, I'm going to say, hey, what tima is it? To value, listen, here we go, honor, to value, to respect, or highly esteem. This, oh, I could about, ah, I get excited, you know I do. I'm trying to just calm down, pastor, because this is the heart of God for us, for each other, toward each other. Honor, tima, to value, to respect, or highly esteem, to treat as special, to treat as precious, to treat as weighty, or, or extreme worth. You know, I see this almost automatically when I watch 
parents with their children or grandparents with their grandchildren that the, the little brats are honored right out of the gate, okay? And it's not because they've done anything. They don't deserve it, amen? They're, but they're, listen, they're ours. They're our little brats, and we just honor them. Why don't we treat each other as adults like we treat our grandkids or our kids? But it just, that's the spirit of the thing. I know when my wife or me look at our grandkids, it's, there's esteem. There's, it's treated special. They're treated better than I am. They're precious and weighty. And if I dump something on the floor, it's, you know, we shouldn't, be careful if the kid, they, oh, it's okay. <laughs> what do you mean it's okay? It's okay. They're so special. We don't want to hurt their little feelings. So anyway, that's a whole nother sermon, but so, <laughs> sorry. So let me talk back up a little bit here. So dishonor, what drives, what drives dishonor? I mean, just to say the word, to think about the ideas is, is not heavy enough because it's, what drives dishonor is satanic. Okay. It's subtle, satanic opposition. See, some scripture says Satan sometimes masquerades as an angel of light. He doesn't just show up and say, I'm the devil! It's trickier, trickier than that. So, dishonor can sometimes, Satan can can kind of cause it to creep into the house, into the family, into the church, tempting us to dishonor and devalue. And listen, it's tempting us to dishonor and devalue and treat as common. You've saw already in Peter how God tr treats us, thinks of us, speaks about us, yet we would treat each other as common. Nothing special, and it's so far from the truth. Everyone in this house is special. So Jesus warned about it. He warned about this, this satanic opposition. In Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through 4, Jesus left, it says Jesus left there and went to his hometown and accompanied by disciples. Okay, he'd just been on a big healing rampage, just healing everywhere he went. He comes to this town, and when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? And they asked, what's, what's this wisdom? See, they knew he was different. They knew he was uncommon. They were seeing the miracles. They were hearing the wisdom. But something causes them to miss it. What are these remarkable miracles he's performing? Isn't this, here we go, isn't this just a carpenter? Isn't this just Mary's son? Isn't this just the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, I'm a prophet. Here it is. A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown among his relatives and in his house. In other words, be careful. Be careful that you're not dishonoring 
or a calling common and ordinary. That's, that's a serious stuff. If you remember in the book of Acts, Jesus rebuked Peter. After he was resurrected, he rebuked Peter. And he said, what God has cleansed, do not call common or unclean. You know who he's talking about? Us. There's a temptation to think we're just ordinary. Oh, I could preach right there. There's nobody ordinary in this room. You were designed. You were saved by the Lord, by the blood of Jesus, amen? And you were designed by God to, to have direct communication with him, and even to the point where God has deposited in you gifts and abilities and things that, that show the world you are not ordinary. Children of God, don't call what my father has cleansed common and unclean. See, Satan will tempt us to treat the things of God without honor. As common, as ordinary, because he fears, listen, Satan fears the atmosphere created by honor. It's an atmosphere full of faith and power. When we, when we esteem and build each other up. See, what drives honor? What drives honor? God the Father. You step into the kingdom tomorrow physically. Leave this earth, step into the kingdom. Honor will exist. Honor God the Father. Honor God the Son. Honor of God the Holy Spirit. Honor of God's word. Honor of us even. Because we're the family. It's an atmosphere of honor. God has set honor in place. Listen, so God has set this this thought, this atmosphere in place to bless us. How many, anybody want a blessing? Nobody, nobody. Lord, I have failed here. Nobody wants it. It is a one. Just give me one. I'll, there we go. Impartation there, okay? Scared me for a minute there. So God has set honor in place, and what you need to know about honor is that honor always carries a promise and produces a harvest. Okay, this is what this is all about. Honor one another. We're going to get into this. So the first thing we do is we, who's the first one we honor? Honor God. Amen. Honor anybody in for honoring God, honoring the Father, honoring the Son, honoring the Holy Spirit. First Timothy 1.17, Paul says, now to the king. To the king, amen. He's the one we serve. You don't just serve some dictator from across the country, amen. You serve the king of the universe, amen. Does anybody understand that this morning? He is eternal, Paul says. He is immortal. He is invisible. He is the only God. So to him be honor and glory forever and ever and ever, amen. That could be a song, amen. So Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor God. This is what this is all about. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says, remember, honor always comes with a promise and a harvest. Here's, here it is. Honor the Lord with your wealth. 
and with the first fruits of all your crops. Okay, just to, just set up set up in your heart that I'm to, I'm to honor God with my resources. God has blessed me. God has given me life. God has given me talents. God has given me a job. God has given me money, and I'm supposed to take of that portion of that money. And no matter who's in running the church, I'm supposed to honor God with my resources. I take a tenth or whatever you and God have worked out on that. I have my thoughts on that, and I honor God with it. Now that's awesome. That's cool, right? But honor always comes with a promise and a harvest. And the promise is honor God with your wealth, with the first roots of your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So that is amazing. For, amen. 1 Corinthians 6.20, you were bought at a price. You, you, listen, you're, you weren't cheap. Christ gave his life for your redemption. He purchased you with his blood. He willingly, at 33 years old, somewhere between 30 and 33 years of age, so stand up in here if you're th- between 30 and 33, okay? Yeah, there you go. There's, there you go, okay. Notice I'm standing. Notice I'm standing. Okay, you can, all right, sit, sit back down. At 30 to 33 years old, Jesus, in the prime of your life, Jesus laid down his life for you and shed his blood for you and purchased you. <laughs> Scripture says he redeemed you, he bought you from the dominion of darkness, and he transferred you into the kingdom of light, into the family of light. I don't know if that gets anybody excited about that, but it gets me excited, amen? This is what he has done. So, you were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your body, amen? So, we are to, to live in these bodies, and we are to walk in these bodies, and we are to flesh out in these bodies uh, a way to live and honor God with our bodies. We're not to do dishonorable things. We're to do honorable things with our body. Amen? Like eat whiteies. That's honorable, okay? I've decided Starbucks is honorable. Someone honored me with two Starbucks this morning, as a matter of fact. Anyone want to get on the Starbucks honor train? I'm here. No, I'm just teasing. But honor the Lord with your bodies. That's a, that's a mandate. That's, that's a call. That's a reality. Now, so honor God. That's, just leave it there. Honor God. I highly esteem him. Just when you think about it. I mean, I, you, just ah, every morning when I get in my quiet place, it's first few minutes, I just look at nature and I think, God, you're amazing. You know, just honor God. That's it. Now, This one might not be so fun, but honor your mother and your father. Anyone ever have a bad attitude about their mother or their father? Amen. Probably because of something they've done or something they do that you don't agree with. God requires that you honor them. It doesn't matter what they've done or what you don't agree with. God requires that you honor them because God has made them special and holy and exalted, amen, in his, in his plan, amen, in his place of authority. See, honor flows from the kingdom to the creation, amen, and God says to honor your mother and your father. It's the principal thing, okay? In Ephesians 6 
um, one through three, remember, honor always comes with what? A promise and a harvest. So honor your mother and your father. And listen, if your parents teach your children to honor their mother and their father, amen? This is what God says to do because there's a promise attached to it. There's a harvest attached to it. Now, you can ignore this principle, okay? But you'll miss out on the blessing that comes with, with following this principle, okay? Because God is really smart and keeps good records, Amen? Amen. So walk in honor towards your parents, I'm telling you. Even if they're, very few parents know it all like I do, so that's not a big deal. But parents mess up. How many know parents mess up? Does not give anyone a right to dishonor their parents in the kingdom. Okay. Honor your parents, for this is right. Obey your parents. Honor your father and mother, which is here, listen to what Paul says, which is the first commandment with a promise. Wow, that's got my attention. Here, listen, listen. If, 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 even if my parents are the most screwed up people that ever hit the face of the earth, mine are in heaven now, so I, they're, they're fine. They're straightened out. But even if they are, God says, honor your parents so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Holy Toledo. That's crazy. That it may go well. There's a blessing in honoring your parents that it may go well with you. And it's not based on their perfection. It's based on their position by God. That's it. They can be screwed up and you, and you honor them, God will still bless you for it. You get that? They can be totally jacked up, and because you decide, I'm going to honor them anyway, God will bless you for it. Anybody in here besides me come from a totally screwed up family? Okay, come on, there's seven of us, eight, nine, it's getting better, yeah, come on, we're being honest now. My family was jacked up! But I chose to do my best to honor them when I became a believer. Felt pretty bad, actually, about how I treated them before I was a believer once I found out about this stuff. But I know God does follow through with his promise and the harvest. See, it benefits me to honor my parents. It benefits you to honor your parents. If your children in here, teenagers, it benefits you to honor your parents. That's God's plan, isn't that? I mean, that's God's plan. So highly esteem your parents. Honor, listen to this one. Honor those in authority over you. Hebrews 13, 17. Have confidence in or honor your leaders. Talking about the church here. And submit to their authority. I'm loving this one. I'm really liking this one. Because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this. Listen to this. Honor your, those in authority over you. Honor, honor your spiritual leaders. Honor your elders. Honor your pastors. Do this so their work will be a joy, not a burden. For that would be of no benefit to you. 
So your arms or legs will start falling off or something is the way I got that figured. But listen to, listen to the principle here. There's a promise and a harvest. There's a blessing that comes with honoring those God has placed over you. Listen, the last thing I want to do, I've said this for years, is run people's lives and tell them what to do. But some of you, I just like to run your life for like 30 days. You know? You know, actually, I tried this. I tried, I got to tell you this, I tried this. I tried this with somebody. I said, listen, here's, here's someone who's having a hard time keeping a job. And I said, I tell you what, I said, here, just let me, I'm for, for, you know, for three or four weeks, just let me help you. Okay? So I, I said, just let me help you run your life. You get, well, first you got a job. Okay, we got a job. Okay. Now, here's what I do. I'm going to make sure you get to that job. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to get up 4.30 in the morning, every morning, five days a week. And I'm going to, because he didn't have a car, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to take you to that job. And, and you're, when you get off, I'll be sitting here to take you home so you don't get any trouble on the way home. I'm just going to, I'm just going to help you. I'm just going to make your choices for you for the next three or four weeks. And I, and I did, and he was getting a full weekend. He was getting a paycheck. I mean, he was starting to save some money. I mean, things were looking good. I, this three weeks, this went on for like three weeks. And then one morning I couldn't make it. So I made arrangements for him to get a ride from someone else. And he no-showed, man. <laughs> he, the whole thing went kaput. Kaput, kaput. And just, so, I, yeah, yeah, I can't run your life for you. But it looked like it was working, so you have to cooperate a little better. Amen? So honor your spiritual leaders. Now, one of the ways you can honor them is listen to them. Paul says, obey those who have the rule over you. Listen, I don't want to run your life. I want, to bless, I want to see your life blessed. Josiah wants to see your life blessed. Keith wants to see your life blessed. Sanan wants to see your life blessed. My wife wants to see your life blessed. Amen. Anyone want to get, anybody want to get in on the blessing? Amen. So all we're going to do is try to guide you the way the Word of God tells us to guide you. And we're hoping that, that you will honor us by taking, listen, by taking what we say seriously. Now, it might not be easy. It might be difficult to do what God's asking you to do. But see, there's a, just, here's the thing. There's a blessing for you by honoring what your leaders say and doing it. There's a blessing in that. You can't, maybe you can't see it right now. I mean, that's never going to work. Well, yeah, it's never going to work because you're, you, are, you are treating the word that, you're, that your leaders are giving to you as something, as something just common and ordinary. And when God moves in the heart of his leaders to, to declare or prophesy over his people, I want to tell you something. That is not a common or ordinary thing. That can set you up for blessing for the rest of your life if, you're, if, you'll, if you'll just honor those that God has given you. It's a big deal. Is Dustin in here today? You have to leave? Where'd he go? He's probably eating donuts somewhere. <laughs> Dustin, right? stay right there. I want to brag about you for a minute. He, he didn't know this was coming. This is, you, you owe me 50 bucks. But. So, 
few weeks ago, we were talking with somebody, and Dustin wanted to start a business a few years ago. And he came to talk to his, my, me, because I have a little business savvy. Okay, I've run, owned two or three different businesses over the years, and, and I, I know a little bit about starting them up and this stuff. And just, he just humbled himself and came to me and talked to me several different times, actually. And he honored his, he honored his pastor. And he listened to what I had to say. And he didn't take it as just ordinary or this guy don't know what he's talking about, but he actually took it and along with what else he had going on and his skill, he launched a company. And he's, how you doing, Dustin? Busy. busy. <laughs> he's always busy, amen? But I, Dustin, I just want to thank you publicly for honoring me by listening to what I had to say and putting some of those things into practice, along with honoring us and worshiping God and serving on our team and being a part and seeing God's blessing on his life. Amen. I honor you, Dustin, for doing that because that's what it's talking about. See, he honored me and God has been honoring him. He's so busy. He's asking me to go work for him. I, the guy needs help. Amen. So that's what I'm talking about. You can sit down now, John. No, I'm just <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, though. What we have to say is not always ordinary. There's an anointing on this honor thing, okay? I want you to get this. Now, this is, I'm going to just have a little fun with this. Can I have a little fun? No? Sheesh. Hard ground. First Timothy 5.17, the elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor. Probably why I got two Starbucks this morning, okay? That's what double honor looks like. I'm just showing you, okay? Um, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. So I, think, I just think that's awesome. It's trying to get Paul, Tim, Paul's trying to get Timothy to get the church and engaged in honoring one another or honoring their leaders, okay? And then um, the last one. Everyone okay? Don't you just want to honor somebody right now? Because that's my goal. I want you just want to. I want to honor somebody. Man. I mean, just, just, just John and Shreda. How long have you been with me? Yeah, yeah. Since the church started, this couple has been with Rock Church. They're like sacred ground to me. Try to say something bad about John and Sharita to me. I might slap the dog out of you right there on the spot. They're just sacred to me. Just I honor you for your love and not, I mean, your faithfulness and building me up and walking through troubled times and not getting on the bandwagon of, of treating your pastor as common or ordinary, but always loving me and respecting me and building me up. And that's, that's what the family's all about, church. Amen. That's, I could go through here and we'll have a cry fest for the next two hours. And there's a lot of you. That's, what, that's the atmosphere this house needs to carry. Thank you, baby. I love you. And Hugh, Michael. Michael moves back here a while, but when did you move back? Two years ago, shows up at the door. He said, I just wanted to come home. That killed me. It's home. 
now I got him putting in toilets and all the fun stuff that come along with being home. No. <laughs> listen to this. Honor one another. Listen, listen to this. Gosh. Honor one another. Romans 12, 10, above yourselves. Wow, whoa. That's hard. That's hard, but God's directing us. Honor one another above yourselves. We've got relationships in this church. They're, they're going at it and having issues. Part of it is you're not seeing who that your husband is. You're not seeing who your wife is in Christ. You're not honoring each other above yourself. Good Lord, how many of us would be blessed and doing so much better if we could just get self out of the way for just a day or two, amen? Honor one another above yourselves. There's a blessing on that. There's, there's some kind of release. There's some kind of deliverance, some kind of power. It doesn't, they don't deserve to be honored. Yes, they do. If they've been bought by the blood of Jesus, they deserve to be honored. Not, just, listen, to, the call to honor is not based on people's efforts. It's based on the mandate that God has called us to honor. You don't give honor because someone deserves it. I will screw up somewhere along the way. We, uh, we do. We mess up. And you, you're still supposed to honor me. Amen. I, I just will say I've honored a couple of you through a few screw-ups. We're showing those next week. We're going to have them on the overhead. Remember the time? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I remember. Gosh, how'd you ever get in? Mm. <laughs> Sorry. It's almost true. No, I'm just... <laughs> Be devoted to one another. Love. Be devoted to one another. Love. Honor others above yourself. Gosh, if we can just get that. The world's hungry. Hungry for this kind of stuff. It's not, it's not natural. It's supernatural. Let me wrap this up. Because of the cross, Jesus has placed us in an honor position. We don't honor because people have earned it. We honor because we are family, and he places great value upon all of his redeemed children. Boom, period. Jesus has poured out upon us the most ultimate example of honor. He has showed us what honor looks like. He did not come to condemn us. He came to, because he places extreme value upon us. He cherishes us. And he was willing to die for us. A song me and Terry used to sing together had a line that says, not because of who I am. It's not because of what I've done. It's because of whose I am that you need to honor me and I need to honor you. Let's stand up together. Yeah. We are a family. Amen. This is a thank you, Michael. This is a family, and we are gonna. I want. We got to get this, this honor thing. I believe you will. I believe you do. Amen.
just put your hands up real quick as a, just as, as acknowledging that, Lord, I hear you. Close your eyes, lift up your hands. I want to pray over you real quick. Lord, I hear you. Father, I thank you. Thank you for this family series, Biblical Familyhood, and, and the place that you have called us to walk in in the area of honor. Thank you for this word this morning, Lord. Thank you that, oh, you want to bring so much blessing into the lives of your people. That there's a promise and a harvest attached to honoring you. There's a promise and a harvest attached to it, Lord. And that's all, and, and Lord, we hunger to walk in the spirit of honor. I pray that you would open our hearts to repent of those things that are standing in the way of us walking in honor. Break the chains off of us if Satan is holding us bound or captive to dishonor. Father, I pray this morning in Jesus' name that you would break every chain in the name of Jesus. Break every chain of dishonor. And let your honor flow through this place like never before. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you.